the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good morning, and welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. Hmm. Interesting times on Wall Street, for sure. On a daily basis, we're looking at the numbers. But did you know, before we get to that, every year 14 bugs will find their way into your mouth while you sleep, and you swallow most of them? How's that make you feel? Too many meetings has been cited as the number one office time waster. Cited by 47% of workers. Coworkers kill productivity. I think that's worthy of noting. When it comes time for a meeting, coworkers are deadly. Discussions get hijacked. Bad ideas fall like blunt objects. Long-winded colleagues consume all available oxygen in a room. Co-workers wander off topics and text, disrupt decision-making. I hate meetings. I like being a lone wolf. Every now and then I get to chew on, like, raw meat. But more importantly, I don't have to do massive meetings with other people. Aaron Sorkin, who pinned The Social Network, is writing a film based on Steve Jobs. Edward... Eduardo Saverin, who was in the social network while he wasn't in it, but his character was. He's one of the original founders of Facebook. He's going to save $67 million in federal taxes by dropping his U.S. citizenship. Would you drop your U.S. citizenship for $67 million? All I can tell you is, oh, Canada. (laughs) There's absolutely 100% positive I would drop my U.S. citizenship. You know, honestly, it doesn't take a lot to motivate me. Anyone wants this show, go offer management a good six-pack of beer, and I'm out of here. That's the contract negotiations. Now, it can't be Budweiser. I, I wash my car with Budweiser. It can't be Coors. I wash my hair with Coors. Got to be a good six-pack. Who drinks a Coors beer? That's the worst beer on the planet. It's basically water with, like, some wheat. Water soaked in wheat. It's disgusting. I brush my teeth after I drink Coors. It's like that that type of nasty taste it leaves in your mouth. So industrial production in the United States beat forecasts. That's good to see. Industrial production in the United States climbed more than forecast in the month of April, propelled by gains in manufacturing of automobiles and utility use. 
output at factories, mines, and utilities increased 1.1%. Motor vehicle sales in the first quarter that were the strongest in four years have helped manufacturing. The autos look pretty attractive right now. You know how I know that? Is it because Warren Buffett just bought 10 million shares of GM? Nope. It's because the sales in the first quarter averaged an annual rate of 14.5 million units. That's the strongest since 2008. So that's good to see. Now, again, why do we care about auto manufacturing? There's a lot of jobs in the automobile industry. A lot of factory jobs. A lot of people make metal. A lot of smelters. A lot of financing. A lot of car dealerships. and A lot of money. You know, the, the materials don't just show up at the factory. And when there's a lot of money, there's a lot of jobs. And when there's a lot of jobs, there's a big part of our economy. So we've got that going for us. I always say that learning is especially fun, especially if you don't know that you're doing it. I try to make this show as infotaining as possible. doesn't always work. Sometimes it's a massive flop. I think it's a great time to buy a house. But you don't have to buy a house. If you're going to live in the same place for 5, 10 years, I think it's a great thing to do. Americans have a lot of questions about the housing market. Has it bottomed yet? Will home prices start rising? Eating a little watermelon this morning. Yum, yum, yum. Mmm, it's delicious. Americans, well, hold on a second. I didn't think it was going to be this long. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Yum, yum, yum. Ah, all better now. Buying a home today could arguably be one of the best times in recent history to do it, as interest rates on 30-year fixed mortgages have fallen below 4%. Others say buying makes economic sense for you if you plan on staying in your neighborhood for 10, 20 years. But the job market's the one that is the last hammer to... Last nail that we got a hammer to convince ourselves to do it. Are you going to be in the same job five, ten years from now? I recommend buying an older home on the market. A glut of existing homes has drastically reduced prices, which could fall further. Older homes have their perks, charm, nice neighbors, a leafy lane. They got some dryback drawbacks as well. A boiler on life support, new roof coming. But typically, they're the best and most affordable deal for Americans wanting to own. Newer homes come with shiny modern appliances, but less of them are being built. Thus, newer homes have prices that are a little bit higher. I like using a real estate broker when I buy a home or sell a home. I tend to like a real estate agent who's been around the block, so to speak. I like my real estate agents tired looking. I want them 20, 30, 40 years in that market, particularly in the market I'm looking at. So I'm not going to use a agent in San Jose for a house in Rinda just because I like the person. Other big stories of note today. Do we have other big stories, you ask? Of course we do. The industrial production was a good one, but there's more. J.C. Penney, also known to the French as Jacques Ponting. They're getting pummeled. 
They had an 18.9% drop in first quarter same source sales. This, keep in mind, Ron Johnson, who I talk about lovingly on this show, he left to Apple. He was the guy who started the Apple retail stores. And he goes to JCPenney's, and he puts a lot of his own money into it. And I, I, I don't know. Do we need big retailers like JCPenney's anymore? I just bought $60 of socks. I know you're saying, that's a lot of socks. I just bought $60 of socks on Amazon.com. There used to be a day where I'd be like, come on, honey, we're going to the mall. Pack up the kids and the dogs and let's go. Target, Abercrombie, Fitch, Staples, all out with quarterly numbers today. Dear limited brands. So Berkshire Hathaway yesterday said that they're uh, taking a stake in Viacom as well as they increased their stake in Walmart, Wells Fargo, Bank of New York, DirecTV. They cut their stake in Intel, Kraft Foods, Procter & Gamble, and Dollar General. Grocery store chain Safeways raised its quarterly dividend. It's funny, Safeway, uh, whenever I go to get groceries, and I think Safeway's fine, but it's not Lenardi's, it's not Bianchini's, it's not Whole Foods, it's not... Uh, help me, there's one more out there that's kind of snotty. Molly Stones. Uh, I always feel like dirty slipping into a Safeway, so I take my hoodie and I put my hood on. <laughs> So that in case I get seen, like, maybe they don't notice me. Other stories to note today, Liberty Media is up their stake in Live Nation Entertainment to more than 25% from 20% holding. BHP Billeton, they're predicting continued slump in commodity prices. It's prompting the mining giant to cut back on investment plans that would have seen about $80 billion going to new projects by 2015. That's a lot of money not going to mining projects. So if you're a miner, you're having a bad day. Do we know any miners? Anyone who knows a minor, let me know. No, not like a child. Like, I want to know someone who actually goes into a mine and takes pickaxe and knocks gold out of the walls. That would be intriguing for me to have a beer with that person. AM 1220, KOW. AM 12. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back again. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Trying to get you to retirement. Trying to get you to think about money in a different way. Be honest with yourself. What's your retirement plan? Be honest with yourself and tell me, Is it? are you going to load up on real estate? Because that's not a good idea. You know, when you lose 35% like we've lost in the last six years, sometimes that takes you, what, 15 to 20 years to get back, minimum. You only have money coming in from age 20 to 60. You got to have some plans. I own some real estate, but I also own some stocks and bonds. Anyhow and anyway, I love you. Let's take a look at the market numbers. Dow's up 17. That's not so good. NASDAQ up 3. SP 500 up Dos. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. He joins us from time to time to talk about all things financial money, investing, and financial planning concepts. He's with NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. Chad Burton, one of the topics that comes up on occasion is uh, paying off your mortgage. 
and there's commercials and there's YouTube videos on mortgage accelerators. I almost don't even want to mention it because these things are pretty evil. They're products that you can sometimes pay three to six thousand dollars. They'll set up a line of credit for you, tied towards you, like a second mortgage or a loan, and then they help fund your four hundred one k. Or they, I'm sorry, they help you know pay off your mortgage early. You're basically taken from one of your own pots of money to pay off a mortgage a little bit earlier. Like it'll put ten dollars in on the first, and then it'll put another fifteen. So it does lower your interest, but you're using borrowed money that has an interest rate on it much higher than your mortgage to pay off your mortgage. Mortgage accelerators are pretty evil. Well, I think the worst kinds are the ones that charge you just to set up a bi-monthly payment instead of a monthly payment. All you have to do is if you look at a calendar and you have. 12 payments on your mortgage typically. Right. If you do that bi-weekly, the way it figures out is you end up making one extra payment a year. Right. So you can set that up on your own. Just make one extra payment a year, and essentially it ends up being about the same. Um, so you don't have to pay money to do that, and that's the thing that I get concerned about. And then there's all these other, you know, like you said, credit card deals where you're using some of your loan on a credit card. It gets so confusing, you really wonder what you're paying for. And there's no free lunch on Wall Street or in the banking sector, so be careful. And typically, what I've already found about YouTube is that people put up some pretty vile videos on YouTube. Um, and when I say vile, they're like, it's showing their case. Like, here's why you buy stock options. Here's why you buy gold from me. And they, they paint this horrific picture of either Wall Street, the mutual funds, or that, you know, in retirement, that the government's going to tax you 50%, and they'll show you how to get tax-free money. YouTube is kind of evil because I've I get emails from senior citizens like what do you think of this product and uh, you watch these videos and they're you know they're okayly produced but it just shows you that these guys don't really have an outlet to get their message across to rip you well, off. The best produced ones are the ones by insurance agents that have the money to to be able to afford to produce them because they're saying things like a life insurance policy used as an investment is better than a four hundred one k because you can take tax free loans in retirement. Right. But these things, I think we've talked about this before, they blow up and interest rates go down, dividends go down, and cost of insurance goes up, and so people buy these things on these pretty ledgers, these pretty sales spreadsheets, and then <clears throat> I pretty much so roll my eyes when someone sends me an email and says, "Take a look at what this guy said," or "Take a look at his report. He's predicting the stock market to go to zero. Okay. I mean, I know when people ask me, did you hear about what who said on CNBC about the market going zero or P ratios going all the way up to 19 every day? Yeah. There's 20 or 30 of these people in place. Really? You, you've really got to yeah. shut out all the news and have a strategy, you know, a, really a written strategy of how you either pick stocks or analyze mutual funds when you rebalance your portfolio and peel the winners off and, and buy some of the stuff that hasn't done well. I joke and try to shut out the media. I jokingly say this, um, you know, CNBC is porn. Oh, yeah. There's nothing financial you can get from it. It's, it's, it's financial porn. It's, it looks good, but it's like Chinese food. You know, you eat it, and then you're pooping it out 30 minutes later. Like, there's no nutritional value in it. It's just greasy slop. And I'm, I'm talking American Chinese, not Chinese Chinese. Yeah. It, 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 I think it turns people into a deer in headlights. Yeah. So it either pe- gets people too emphatic about an upside move and want to go all in and or too scared on a downside move and go all out. You have basically people that have English degrees yep. ending up on financial channels giving you opinions on the market. And it creates more volatility that's out there. And when know, I was on the East Coast, too I, many opinions. When I was on the East Coast, opinions. I did CNBC. And when I'd get there, I'd say, I got this great stock pick, GE. And they, they're like, no, 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 not GE. We, we need G-Wiz. We need something bigger than that. We need something sexier. Do you got like a, a, a network equipment company? 
And like you can't do that because the producers they won't put you on if you unless you talk crazy sexy crazy ideas. They don't want what Bloomberg does. Bloomberg I think is a great financial media company. I think they do a much better job. Not the best job, but a much better job yeah. at not getting crazy. Yeah, because they don't have the 15 panel of people arguing about a certain situation because the opinion doesn't matter. It's really what the underlying trend and the fundamentals are in a stock. Melissa Francis, she works at CNBC, and she was the oil girl for a while. Uh-huh. Now she's like an anchor. Um, at, C- at CNET, she was the tech girl. Her background was technology, and she goes to CNBC, and like now she's like an expert on oil. It's pretty funny. It's laughable. Yeah. Um, my co-host, Cheryl Cassani, you know what her background was before she got into financial media? Prom queen? No, she was at Fox. She's at Fox Business, by the way, and she hates me whenever I say this. She used to be a stewardess at Southwest. Yeah. And now she's on Fox Business and giving opinions on the, the news of the day. You got to watch out for this stuff. Everybody has an opinion. <laughs> stuff to watch <laughs> out for and much, much more. So back to mortgage accelerators. Pretty bad idea. If you ever want to accelerate your mortgage, you can do it yourself. That's yeah, the lesson. Really, has. the only time I typically tell people to accelerate their mortgage, let's say you're close to retirement, you're 15 years into a 30 year loan, and you've already, you're maxed out your 401k, you're maxed out your Roth, you've got a lot of money saved up for retirement. So you've got you know, the option to either take cash and buy CDs, which are paying nothing, or pay off your mortgage early. If you're way into the amortization schedule on your mortgage and you're no longer getting a tax deduction for it, and all you're doing is looking for a cash alternative, that's about the only time when I tell people, yeah, go ahead and pay your mortgage off. Absolutely. Our parents did it because they saw their parents lose the farm. But mm-hmm. That's not our case. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton. Find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So there's so much that we have to think about as investors. There really are a lot of concepts that we have to try to get correct. We have to look into the future a little bit and feel comfortable with that. We have to understand that bad things will happen. So as you get close to retirement, you need to make sure that you're not totally exposed to something. A lot of baby boomers had way too much real estate that they were counting on going up that they had taken money out of heading into retirement into 2006. Uh Uh-oh. We're seeing how that played out. You have to think of worst-case scenarios. It's critically important. You have to set yourself up for it. Where will the dollar go? Where will gold go? One of the things I hate are, there's a guy on the station who who, throws out the term useless fundamentals. And that drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. Because I don't see it as useless fundamentals. I see earnings as earnings. And when you own a company... If you own shares of Visa, they give you 1% of, of that back every year. Now, that's not very much. If you own AT&T, they give you 55 6% back every year. That's a little bit better. Now, again, so for Visa, you have to hold it for 100 years to get pay back that, that one share completely in whole. Unless they raise a dividend. Unless the stock goes higher. AM 1220, KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. New U.S. housing construction's top forecasts. 
That's positive. Housing starts in industrial production exceeded forecast. Starts rose 2.6% to an annualized rate of 717,000. Now, the improvement in housing is more noticeable now. Manufacturing's pretty solid. We saw that number come out this morning. U.S. is okay. We're on the weak side of okay, but we're on the okay side. Motor vehicles, when we saw the manufacturing come out today, surged. That in a combination of Warren Buffett throwing some money in GM. I'm not going to buy GM. Like I'll buy maybe GM bonds. I don't think the company fails and they have a great bond. Manufacturing growth is being sustained. Residential construction perking up. But building permits decreased 7%. That's a little bit of a downer. Which would you rather give up? Facebook or your iPhone? I sit in a restaurant the other day and it's pretty poor people. You know poor people. When you see poor people. They smell bad. They could use a shower. So I saw some poor people and all of them had iPhones. I'm like, how is this possible? Like, which one would you give up? I'll give up one if you give up one. Like, that's how you save money. That's how you make more money. But most people can't potentially do this. Facebook has boosted their IPO. That's okay. I'm not going to get terribly excited about that either. You know, the activists that help uh, get the Yahoo CEO kicked out happened to get a hundred and... $11 $11 million profit out of that deal. <laughs> oh. Sasha Baron Cohen. His dictator movie. Makes jokes about 9-11. Torture. Amputees. Female body hair. Basically every ethnic group. Scenes that are more graphically challenging than childbirth. It's beyond tasteless, but it's also disgustingly funny. Sasha Baron Cohen plays Admiral General Aladdin, a Gaddafi-like North African dictator who comes to New York to address the UN, gets abducted by a would-be assassin, somehow winds up working at a Brooklyn food co-op. How will it do? No clue. It doesn't quite make it to brainless comedy, but pretty close. And it's going to take a shot at a lot of people out there. I guess if you were to say, Rob, how are you going to make this into a segment on finance? Movies are expensive. I know some people who go to torrents and just steal media. Flat out steal it. You know, if you go Google uh, the killers, torrents, T-O-R-R-E-N-T-Z, there's websites you can go download it. Every single album they've ever done. It's crazy. Like, just for, you know, giggles, I googled the Beatles, and, like, there's, like, 25 albums that you can d- download every single one of them with a click of a button. Or, as they say on my favorite TV show, take click, take a pick. I know you're saying that's vague. It's going to stay vague. Those who get it, get it. Those who don't, don't. So, buying a boat is expensive, 
Some 95% of owners of boats, 26 feet or less, at an average of cost, an average cost of 18 grand. But boats, you know, you have to add into your budget. You know, 36% of the world's ultra-high net worth individuals live in the United States. Only 5% of them own a yacht. David Geffen paid $200 million for his 453-footer. It actually has a basketball court. Why do you need a yacht with a basketball court? I don't get it. $400,000 for fuel, $350,000 for dockage, $240,000 for vessel insurance, $1 million for maintenance and repairs, $1.4 million for crew salaries. Stuff adds up, right? For a starter boat, you could probably get a 19-footer. It's going to cost you about $24,000. small. If you want a 37-foot Sea Ray, it's going to cost you about $400,000. So a basic 21-foot sailboat, about $42,000. Unless you go with some you know, high-pricey electronics. So you, do you still want to own a boat? <clears throat> I like other people's boats. So a single engine boat could easily run you, you know, four hundred dollars for eighty gallon tank. How many times do you take it out? Taxes, poof. In Florida, boat dealers and brokers collect six percent sales and use tax. Maximum payment of eighteen thousand bucks. Title, registration, insurance. It's like a home. A lot of people think a home is an investment. It's not. It's a liability. When you start looking at dockage fees, you quickly learn that boats are expensive. You know, a 30-foot-long floating dock is going to cost you about a buck thirty-five per foot of dockage per day. Maintenance, not cheap. Storage during the winter, not cheap. Probably about $3,000 for the winter. So boats are not cheap. They are liabilities, and they are expensive. One of the big stories out there that we're going to be talking about in years to come is the looming threat of student debt. I know a lot of people that go to college get a useless degree. Student loan debt is a debt bomb. Heightened defaults. Most of the defaults are on private student loans rather than government-backed loans. But we've seen an acceleration here. When you're in your 20s, you got to start talking to your parents about money, but you're also, when you're in your 20s, you got to start thinking, what, what degree do I get? Is it going to be applicable to a career that I want to work in? Because that's a lot of debt to take on. That's a lot of debt to take on. Facebook is up their IPO. That's an interesting little side story. Investors such as Excel Partners and Goldman Sachs increased the number of shares they're selling into the social network's IPO. The sales will be about $16 billion total dollars. Existing holders will offer 241 million shares, bringing the total to 421 million. It's going to be the largest ever IPO of a tech company coming this Friday. Ticker symbol is going to be FB. Facebook executives and directors increased the amount of shares they're selling to 62%. Zuckerberg did not increase his uh, shares that he's uh, letting up on. So it's a lot of shares. A lot of people are going to own a little piece of that company. I know a lot of smart people are going to chase it, and they don't even know what price it's coming out at. They don't know the price-to-sales ratio. They know nothing about it. They just know that they want it. You know, right-handed people tend to sweat more on their left armpit. Left-handed people tend to sweat more on their right armpit. 
I don't know why. Southwest Airlines declared an increase in their quarterly dividend. They increased their repurchase authorization to $1 billion. The backlash against student testing is growing. Teachers and parents say the system stifles learning. That's one of the, the tragedies of uh, California. I know a couple of teachers. I'm friends with teachers. I love teachers. I find teachers very sexy. And they basically have to try to you know get test scores higher. Test scores don't really prove much. They're important. But they shouldn't be the proof in the pudding. The increasing role of standardized testing in classrooms is triggering pockets of rebellion. In Texas, some 400 local school boards, more than one-third of the state's total, have adopted a resolution this year asking lawmakers to scale back testing. So, I don't know. I think I throw that out there just in large part because the basis of our society is education. If you get a higher education, you live longer. You have a higher quality of life. But our education system is not preparing people for college. It's trying to get you know the scores high enough so the school doesn't lose funding. I had an English teacher in 12th grade who we had to write essays about everything. I was like, what's this all about? Like, I, I didn't like it. Uh, he was getting us ready for college. And I appreciate it in hindsight enormously. Oh, my. Um, other big stories out there. The end of the Bush tax cuts, what it will mean for you. This could be a story that we wrap up the year with. If you think about it, we're starting to think about Wall Street discounts six months in advance, they say. So you take our month five and we're starting to see November. The so-called Bush tax cuts are scheduled to expire at the end of the year. While you may already know that, what's in store for you and your family and what to expect? Higher capital gains and dividend taxes for all. The minimum federal rate on long-term capital gains and dividends is 15%. Next year, the maximum rate on long-term gains is scheduled to increase to 20%. The maximum rate on dividends will skyrocket to a whopping 39.6%. Unless Congress takes action, the president goes long. Rates will go up on everyone, not just the rich. The 10% tax bracket is going to go away. The lowest new bracket will be 15% for income. The existing 25% bracket will be the new 28% bracket. The existing 28% bracket will be the new 31% bracket. The existing 33% bracket will now be a 36% bracket. And the existing 35% bracket will be replaced by a 39.6% bracket. So if you're a high-income earner, almost 40% is going to go to the federal government. 10% is going to go to the state of California if you live in California. That's 50% of your money. It's a lot of damn money. And then sales tax, 10%. 60% of your money. Don't forget about Social Security and other taxes. AM 1220, KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So I ended the last segment talking about taxes, and ultimately, 
governments would get taking more of our money next year. Now, some people are good with that, some people aren't. I'm not going to try to convince you either way. I tried to do a show as, I'm not going to say as biased as possible, uh, or non-biased. You know, certainly some of my opinions leak into the show. Uh, S&P 500 snapped a three-day slump on economic data. Democrats see some leverage as Congress nears a cliff right now. Congressional Democrats say they can prevail in a year-end fiscal showdown with Republicans so long as President Barack Obama and Democrats hold firm on their insistence on higher taxes for the rich. The Democrats are emboldened by the president's stated refusal to renew expiring income tax cuts for top earners. And they welcome a sequence of deadlines that they say will diminish Republicans' bargaining power. Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner, he said yesterday that Congress probably won't need to raise the federal debt ceiling until 2013. That's allowing a December tax debate to occur with the risk without the risk of an imminent default. Going to be interesting. We're getting towards that time of year. Six months from a new president. Well, I guess six months from a determined president in the election. So I that was not a Freudian slip. So people don't need to get mad at me. You all calm down. People take a lot of things incredibly seriously. You know, when I talked about, economically speaking, Obama hasn't done much for this nation other than, you know, add $3 trillion to our debt. Uh, That's not me being sarcastic. That's me being honest. And I know people draw lines like, I have to be known as a Republican or Democrat. I kind of hate them both. In large part, they're good at spending our taxes. They're good at spending our money. I don't know if they're the best people to make decisions. Oftentimes, I I say things like, I'd like to be a mayor of a city. Because I think, as a mayor, you can do good things. A mayor can get a dog park extended. You know, a mayor could positively help a community in enormous ways. I think a mayor of like San Jose, too big of a city for me. I'd like to be a mayor of a small city. Anyway, I'm digressing completely. Today's top stories include uh, the euro slipping after it poked into positive territory. So the euro continues to slip. The dollar gets to become the hot currency. We'd had 13 years, a long time that the euro was basically stronger than the dollar. And now, how will that play out? Well, it's going to change commodities. Commodities are based in dollars, and as dollars get stronger, like for instance, the last 13 days, the dollar's gone up 2.5%, which basically means anything that you've paid on your home has gone up 2.5%. So commodities are hard. They're, you know, Cash is a commodity. <clears throat> you probably think of commodities in a lot of ways like uh, oil, energy. There's metals. There's food. So and when the euro gets weaker, the dollar gets stronger, we're going to continue to see weakness in our market in a good way because the things that cost us money to produce things are going down in value. 
commodities are things that we use to manufacture. Commodities are things that we use to consume. So we're getting more bang for our buck, more money for our dollar. So oil's lower today, gold's lower today. If you think Europe's going to continue to stay in a slump, and if you think the way they're going to solve their problems is by printing money, buying debt with made-up money, like the United States did, then it it says the euro is going to continue to be weaker. Now, we haven't exactly started trumping up our interest rates, but if we did, gold would get murdered. If we start seeing some inflation in our, our economy, and we start moving up the cost of cash, you would not want to be there. FTC today is talking a little about Skechers. Government wants you to know that simply sporting a pair of Skechers fitness shoes is not going to get you Kim Kardashian's curves or Brooks Burke's toned tush. Skechers has to pay $40 million to settle charges by the FTC that the footwear company made unfounded claims that its shape-up shoes would help people lose weight and strengthen their buttocks, leg, and stomach muscles. Kardashian and Burke and other celebrities endorsed the shoes in Skechers ads. Settlement announced today involves the company's resistance runner, toners, and tone-up shoes. They're basically saying Skechers made a false claim. Okay, now, in my opinion, does that story need to be done now? Does that even need to be in our court system? If you ever go to, to a court, get a DUI, get a speeding ticket, um, what else can you go to court for, typically? Something, I think those are probably the two most common that I could think of. But if you ever go to court, you're going to see there's a lot. It's busy. I had a stalker once that I had to go to court for. And I hate it going to court because the judge clearly, clearly has better things to do than, than deal with me and my issues. So, anyway. Some other stories of note today. Uh, the euro slips after poking positive territory. Greece government continues to struggle to elect a coalition. Domestic data is proving very pleasing on manufacturing and housing. We're going to get the FOMC, the Fed Open Market Committee, minutes today at 11 a.m. We're seeing some strength. Tech stocks are down slightly for the day. Despite being defensive, telecom and utilities are lower today. Financials are leading the market, though, today. It's nice to see. It's summertime. This doesn't mean much. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at YouTube and Twitter, Rob Black Show. You can find me online at robblack.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.